0: Well, good morning. We're going to get after it today, okay? We're going to go. Um, Today we're continuing in our Growing Up series. And and last week we talked about being born again. And and the reason I say we're going to get after it today is because I'll be just really honest with you. Sometimes when I'm up here speaking, it's like it's just easy and it feels like it flows and it feels like everything's good. And, And sometimes when I get up here and I speak... I feel like I'm walking in quicksand. <laughs> I feel like maybe I'm not connecting with you. I feel like, like some days it's like really work to be up here. And that's how I felt last week. And not, not that it wasn't important or that anything like that, but I felt for some reason last week like I was just kind of pushing against a brick wall. Um, but this week, I'm really excited. Last week, we talked about being born again. And if we had to sum up the theme of last week, it would have been babies, right? We had a baby dedication. I cried all over Rick and Autumn's baby. Um, There were good pictures of everyone crying. Um, And then, you know, Pastor Deb, we talked about that um, she had a granddaughter. Her first grandchild was born last week. And so the theme was kind of babies. We talked about being born again, being new creations, being spiritual infants. And so it was pretty narrowly focused, um, and, but, and, but what we learned last week was that being around church for a long time, and I think what made it hard last week was that I was preaching born again to a bunch of people who have mostly been in church for a long time, who have been around, and it's hard to preach a message that I know you've heard over and over again. It's hard sometimes. But what we learned last week is it doesn't matter how long you've been around the church. It doesn't matter if you were born into the church. I was kind of born into the church. I was always around church. When I was two, my dad became a pastor. I've lived at several churches, like on the property. I mean, I was kind of born into the church. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how long you've been in the church. It doesn't matter if you were born into the church. It doesn't matter what your last name is. The only thing that can make you a part of the kingdom is being born again. And so last week, um, we saw the story of Jesus' interaction with Nicodemus in John chapter 3. Nicodemus was a religious leader, and um, Jesus basically redefined to Nicodemus what it means to be in, to be a part of the kingdom. Nicodemus had his ideas. He felt like since he was a religious leader, since, um, since he was born into the Jewish faith, that he was in And Jesus said, no, the only way to be in the kingdom is to be born again. No matter where you're born, what your name is, what you've accomplished, the only way is to be born again. This has huge implications for us, and that's the whole idea behind this series, is that what God wants for us is that we would be born again, that we would be new creations, and then today we're talking about growing up. This is kind of a self-titled thing. You know, like a band comes out with an album and they name it after themselves. Well, this this is named after the series. Today is about growing up. We are supposed to grow up. Sometimes in the church and as followers of Christ, I think we get last week right, that we need to be born again. We need to get saved. We need to come and have that prayer. And, And I think a lot of times we emphasize that so much that we miss the fact that once we're born again, we are called to grow up. We are not meant to stay at that moment of salvation. We are not meant to stay in spiritual infancy. We are meant to grow up. And so I was just thinking about this. Um, How many of you have had children? Raise your hand. And how many of you at one point or another held your child and thought, oh, I hope they never grow up? Anyone? Anyone? Okay, I'm just going to be, once again, really honest. I try to be honest all the time. So, um, but, but I'm not a big fan of, like, the first year of babydom, if that's a word. Like, I don't love the first year of it when all they do is cry and sleep and keep you up at night and all that, and you can't really interact with them very well. That's not my favorite time. I'm not, I don't think I'm a bad person, but it's just not my thing. But I'll tell you what. Once they hit about one and a half... Two, three, right in there—that's my wheelhouse. And so, Dobie—that's that's uh, that's what I call Charlie. Dobie, my little Dobie boy. Oh man, he is—he is right on the edge of coming out of that phase where I just look at him sometimes, and I just think, man, please don't grow up. You're my boy, you know. Gonna get emotional. Here it is. Someone asked if there was a chance of rain today, (laughs) and 100%. Yeah, at some point, I'm gonna cry. But um. But, but Charlie, I remember one specific moment when I was sitting in the recliner with Charlie. This was probably three months ago, and I'm sitting there looking at him. And I'm just thinking, man, I wish I could remember this moment forever. How many of you have felt that before with your children? Oh, man, I, I just wish they would never grow up. Last night, I got home. We went to the UC football game, which wasn't much of a football game. And I got home at 11 o'clock. And Dobie was laying wide awake in my bed, talking to me, asking questions. And I'm like, dude, go to bed already. But, I mean, Charlie's just my little boy, and Jack's coming into that now. And he's, I mean, he's communicating and laughing and joking with me. And it's so much fun. And every once in a while, I'm tempted to think, man, never grow up. But the truth of the matter is, I want my boys to grow up. I don't want them to stay there forever because they are unique and they are special. And I want them to grow up, and I want them to become young men, and I want them to lead lives and be like Christ. I don't want them to stay there forever. I love this phase. I want to remember it forever, but I want them to grow up and lead great lives. I want to be very clear with you this morning. God's will for us is not that we stay spiritual infants. God's will for our lives is that we grow up. I think there's probably moments where God looks down on us and He says, Oh, my little babies, they're so cute at this age. I mean, they're just so naive and they're so cute. But I believe that God wants us to grow up, to mature. Because honestly, at some point, you need your babies to grow up, right? You get tired of tying shoes, You get tired of begging them to do what they need to do, to eat their food, to do that sort of stuff. You want them to grow up. This last week, one of my kids comes to me to tie his shoe, and I'm like, you're old enough. Tie your own shoe. It's time to grow up. Or or one of my kids would fight over something so silly, and I say, you're nine years old. You don't fight over that sort of stuff. Grow up. Come on. Our kids need to grow up. I definitely think that sometimes God looks at us and says, "Man, they're so cute. It'd be cool if they stayed there forever." But I also think there's a lot of times that God looks at us and says, "Grow up, guys. It's time to grow up. You were born again, you were a spiritual infant, but but I don't want you to stay there. I've got something so much more for you." So let's take a look at 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 22. It'll be up on the screen. It says, now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. For all people are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, and the flowers fall. But the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. Moving on into chapter 2, it says this, Therefore, this is an important word, Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander of every kind. Like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good." And so in this scripture, it says that on your own, it it paints this picture, it says all people are like grass or flowers of the fields. You grow up, but on your own, you do not last forever. Your glory does not last forever. You can have some good years, you can do some good things, but on your own, You are not eternal in yourself. Your glory will not last forever. It will wither. It will fade. Some of you have had some glorious years maybe. You've done some great things. That glory will fade. It says, but you are born again of something that will never die. Not of perishable seed, but imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. And so we are born again with new life with life that will never end. And then in chapter 2, that word we see, therefore, therefore. And in verse 2, it basically says this. I'm going to paraphrase for it. I'm going to paraphrase it for you. Now, grow up. Grow up. Crave spiritual milk that will help you grow up. Don't stay in that infant stage. Don't stay at that place where you were born again, but grow up crave that spiritual milk. How do we grow up? We have these conversations at my house almost daily. How do we grow up? Well, one thing is, by taking in food, it says crave spiritual milk. One of the ways that we grow up is physically we have to eat, we have to drink. And so, a common phrase in our household is, do you want to be big like daddy? Then eat your green beans, as if McDonald's made green beans. Do you want? Do you want to be big like Daddy? Then eat whatever it is that's in front of you. I don't want to lie to you guys. I don't. Sometimes we eat green beans when we go to Grandma's house. That's good. Um, Do you want to grow up? Then you got to eat your food. You're not going to grow if you don't eat. So so we grow up by taking in sustenance, food. There's a second way we grow up by watching, by learning, and experiencing things from others through discipline through watching others, through experiencing life. And so my boys watch each other. They watch me. And so when we talk about tying shoes, how do you teach a a child to tie their shoes? You show them how to do it. They watch you do it. You have them do it. And then you have them practice over and over again. And so they learn by watching others. And and so last night I went in the bathroom and I blew my nose and Jack started walking around going... (sighs) And Jack likes to walk, I'm really proud of this, Jack likes to walk around brushing his teeth all throughout the house because I brush my teeth and I'm proud of that. I do, I do good with that. I shouldn't, be, I shouldn't have to be proud about that, but I am. And so Jack carries his toothbrush around and it's not exactly sanitary because like there it is on the floor in the kitchen and there it is all over the house, but he walks around and he's, he's learning to brush his teeth. I remember when I was a kid, I used to take the shaving cream, because I watched my dad shave every day, and I, I would take the shaving cream, and I would put it all over my face, and I would take the Bic razor with the orange cap on, and I would shave it off. There was no hair to shave, but I wanted to be like dad, and so I watched. And I grew up. So, so we learn by taking something in, by craving spiritual milk, we, or physically we learn by taking in actual food and sustenance. We also grow emotionally and, and, um, and mentally by watching others and following their example. And so in John chapter 14, um, the disciples have been with Jesus, and Jesus is about to leave him, and he says, I'm going, and I'm going to prepare a place for you. And the disciples in John chapter 14, verse 5, are asking, how do we get to that place? How do we get to the kingdom? And so I'll start in verse 5. It says, Thomas said to him, to Jesus, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am. And the way and the truth and the life, no one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. I mean, it's just like us. We never get it, right? We're always asking for more. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you for such a long time? Believe, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And then the second part here in verse 12 says, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask for anything in my name and I will do it. And so we saw earlier, That when we're born again, we should crave spiritual milk so that we can grow, so that we can become like Christ, so that we can be a part of the kingdom. And the disciples who have been with Jesus for years are asking, how can we do it? What's the path to the kingdom? What do we need to do? And Jesus says two things. So this is the definition of spiritual milk is two things. Number one, knowledge of God through Jesus. And verse 7, if you really know me, you will know my Father as well. If we really want to grow spiritually, the best way we can grow is by knowing God through Jesus. And some of you may be thinking, hey, Jesus isn't walking around next to me. Look at the person next to you. Is it Jesus? (laughs) Probably not. Probably not today. Maybe. Who knows? Never. I don't want to say no, but… But Jesus isn't actually physically walking around with us. And so how do we know Jesus? The disciples kind of had it lucky, right? They were walking with Him every day for years doing ministry. How do we do? How do we know? We know because we have Scripture. We have the Bible that paints the picture of who Jesus was and and who God is. And the the Bible paints this picture. And so through Scripture… We can study over and over again who God is. And we can grow in our knowledge of God. Are you continually growing in your knowledge of God? I'm asking that specifically to each and every one of you here this morning. Are you continually growing in your knowledge of God? Because honestly, there is no excuse in today's world to not be growing in your knowledge of God. You have every resource that you could possibly imagine to grow. You have Bibles, and even if you don't have a physical copy of the Bible, you can pull out your phone and have the Bible right there. You have Google. You can Google, and you can get commentaries, and you can get all sorts of things online. There are books upon books. We had… the hallway was lined with with, uh, Pastor Bob's old books. I mean… Just a bunch of free books there. We, we even have, you don't even have to read anymore. I don't like to read. I just sit and listen to people reading me the books. It's ridiculous how many resources we have to learn about God. You have all these resources. There's even opportunity that you can take courses, college courses, you can take the content from, the, from them online and get the same education that you could at a college, We have all the resources we could ever need. We have no excuse to not grow in our knowledge of God. The only thing that keeps us from doing that is our own laziness and staying spiritual infants. We have to constantly learn. The more you learn, the more you grow. I can tell you that this is absolutely true in my life. If I'm not reading, if I'm not learning, if I'm not studying... I'm not growing. I'm, I'm staying exactly where I was. I, I remember I went to and Nazarene University and I went through three years of religion courses. And I got a lot of really good teaching. I had some great professors. And, and I went through that and then I went and got a job in South Carolina after a year here. And, and I had all this knowledge that I had gotten from my college experience. I had all these lectures, I had notes, I had all this stuff. And honestly, I didn't do much growing. On my own in the first few years after college, because I had this whole plethora of knowledge, right? But I wasn't growing. And I got stagnant and I wasn't becoming more like Christ because I wasn't knowing God more. We have to constantly grow. It's amazing. Like if I just sit down and try to think of of what we should talk about in here, I try to think of new ideas or topics, I got I got nothing. I'm not that smart. But, man, I start reading books, and, like, I can read a book, and I can, I mean, just things start coming to my mind, and God starts moving, and I start to understand God more, and I start to see different ways that I can learn and put that into action. Just yesterday, I watched, like, a six-minute clip from an Andy Stanley thing from a leadership conference, and it was like, man, it just blew my mind and gave me a little bit more knowledge of who God wants me to be. We are called to constantly grow. And we have no excuse not to. One of the ways, one of the things that spiritual milk, one of the ways that we grow up from spiritual infancy is by knowing God more. And so I'll ask that question one more time. Are you continually growing in your knowledge of God? If you're not, I'm afraid you're becoming stagnant. The second thing, The second thing is by imitating Jesus. Verse 12, I'm going to go back and and read it. Verse 12 says, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing. And so in other words, you grow in your knowledge of God, but the second spiritual food, the second thing you need to grow to be more like Christ is to do the things that you're learning, to practice them. It's not enough just to know more. We have to practice it every day. Grow in your knowledge and imitate Christ. As followers of Christ, one of the ways that we grow up is to imitate Jesus, to practice love, sacrifice, peace, worship, to practice all these things. So I'm going to ask you another question. The first question is, are you continually growing in your knowledge of God? The second question is this. How are you imitating Jesus in your life every day? What actions are you taking to grow through practicing Christ-likeness? Because it's way too easy for us to do the comfortable thing and to come to church and to sing our songs and to listen to a sermon or sleep through a sermon or whatever you do. It's too easy to come to church and play the game but not imitate Christ every day. It's too easy to play the game just to be, to think that imitating Christ is coming to church, to think that by singing and listening and praying and all those things here, that we're being like Jesus. That's not what Jesus was all about. Jesus did those things. Jesus went to the temple. Jesus prayed. Jesus learned. Jesus did all those things. But Jesus was constantly serving and loving those around them, if our Christianity, if our spiritual milk is simply a Sunday morning or a Sunday night or a Wednesday night thing, we're not really imitating Christ. We are called to more than just showing up here on the weekends. We are called to live like Christ every day. To practice Christ-likeness. And so the, second, the first question, are you growing in your knowledge of God? The second question, are you practicing imitating Jesus every day in your life? If we view Christianity as, as what we do on Sunday mornings, we're missing it. True spiritual growth happens as we put our knowledge of God... To action in our everyday lives. True spiritual growth happens when we put our knowledge of God we're growing in our knowledge of God every day when we put our knowledge of God into action every day. That's when we become more mature. That's when we grow. And so you're called to grow up. You're not called to stay spiritual infants. You're not called to stay in that cute little naive phase. You are called to grow up. And some of you here this morning might be sitting there looking around at some of the younger Christians or the younger, newer people to church, and some of you may be sitting there thinking, yeah, grow up, guys. Come on, catch up. I mean, I've been here a long time. Grow up. It's time. It's really easy for us to to think that. It's really easy for us to cross our arms and think, come on, guys. Get with it. Grow up. But this isn't just about spiritual growth from the infancy phase. This is about continual growth. That's what I love about this message today. Last last week was hard because I know that I was preaching a message that you'd heard over and over again, and I probably am again today. But today, I don't care where you've been or what you've done or how long you've been a Christian. You are called to continually grow up. You never reach the point when it's okay to stop growing up. If you are a follower of Christ, you should be continually growing. Every single one of you, you are called to grow. It's God's will. God's will is not for us to grow up a little and then to stay the same. God's will is not for us to reach a plateau and get there and be good. God's will is that you will continually, every day, be growing more like Jesus and imitating Jesus every day, that you'll be transformed every single day in everything you do. And so, this morning, I'm talking to you. I am talking to every single one of you. God's calling for your life is to grow up. I mean, it's a a common narrative. The, The glory days, right? I mean, that high school football star that can never get past the glory days. For some of us, maybe you had success earlier in life and business, and it was the glory days, and you think, man, I was awesome back then. It was really good. Or maybe even, even in the church, I'll be honest with you, I, I fall into this trap. Every once in a while I think, oh, man, I remember those days that were so good. Those were the glory days. I, oh, man, I wish we were there. That's not what this is about. This isn't about looking back to the glory days. God calls us to make every day more glorious. God calls us to grow every day. It's not about looking backwards. It's about looking forwards. God's will is not that we would look back to the glory days, but that we would continue to become more like Jesus every day. The Apostle Paul in his letter to the church at Philippi said this. This is Philippians 3, 10 through 14. He says this, I want to know Christ, that first thing, knowing God more every day. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of His resurrection and participate in His sufferings, becoming like Him in His death. So I want to know God more, and I want to become more like Him every day. I want to participate. And so, somehow, attaining to the resurrection from the dead. And then he says this, and this is, this is awesome not that i have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal but i press on to take hold of that which is christ that for which christ jesus took hold of me brothers and sisters i do not consider myself to have taken hold of it but one thing i do Forgetting what's behind and straining toward what's ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Now keep in mind, this is Paul we're talking about. If you haven't been around the church long, let me explain to you a little bit of who we're talking about here. We're talking about one of the greatest missionaries to ever live, if not the greatest missionary. We're talking about a guy who wrote a good portion of the New Testament of the Bible, probably the most enduring and popular book in the history of time. The book that we read and take as our everyday guidebook. We're talking about Paul here. And and Paul has just said, if anyone has the right to think that they're there, to think that they've got it, it's me. It sounds kind of arrogant, doesn't it? But then he goes into it and he says, I haven't obtained it yet. I'm not there yet. Can I just be really honest with all of you for a second? If Paul wasn't there, no offense, but you're not there. (laughs) I don't think any of your resumes are going to stack up well next to Paul's. I don't think any of you have written a bunch of books of the Bible. I don't think. I hope not, because then we're going to have to question it a little bit. (laughs) None of you have that resume, and if Paul is there where he's saying, I'm not there yet, I've done all this, and I've got the resume, but I'm not there yet, I need to continue to grow, then none of us are there yet. We have not arrived at our goal. No matter what you've accomplished or what you've done, listen, if you've taught Sunday school for 30 years or connections for 30 years, you're not there yet. If, if you've been on 25 mission trips around the world, you're not there yet. If you've given tons of money and you've been the top giver for over and over again, you're not there yet. If you've been on spiritual highs, if, if you've been in a position of leadership, if you're a board member and you've been a board member for a long time, or maybe you were a pastor at one point, or, or maybe you were a teacher at one point, you're not there yet. None of us are there yet. None of us have become just like Christ, but we are called every day to grow in our knowledge of God and become every day through action like Christ. Every single one of you. God's will is that you will continue to grow up. Every one of you. And here's why. Once we think that we've made it, once we think that we're there, once we think that we've accomplished what we're going to accomplish, and I'll be honest with you, this, I think this happens a lot in the church. I think this is very common. Once we think that we're there, once we stop growing and we think, I got it, All of a sudden, we start to look at ourselves like we're God. We start to think that we're good enough. We start to think that everything is about us. Think about this. This happens in the church all the time. It's our human nature to be selfish. And the only way to fight that is to be transformed daily to be more like Christ. And if you are not growing every day to be more like Christ, the natural thing that's going to happen is you're going to start turning inward. And you're going to start thinking selfishly. You're going to start thinking that this, what we're doing this morning, church, is about you. You're going to start thinking that you have to get your way in church, in the kingdom. If you think you've made it, if you think you've obtained it, you're going to start looking at yourself like you're God. But none of us are there yet. That's why we fight over songs, isn't it? That's why we fight over carpet. That's why we fight over programs, because we start to think that we are in charge. We start to think that this is about us. If you're not growing more like Jesus every day, i got bad news for you. Your selfish nature is going to take over, and it's going to start becoming about you, and you're going to miss it. We can't be like that. We cannot be inward-focused. We cannot be stagnant. We are called to grow every day. And so last week, we talked about the fact that every single one of us needs to be born again. We need to start new. We need to start fresh. We need to learn everything again. And I hope that every single one of you is there, that you've been born again, that you know God, and that you want to be like Christ. But this week, the calling is simple. Every single one of us is called to grow. I don't. I don't know how to say this any more clearly. Every single one of you is called to become more like Jesus every day. None of you have accomplished it. Every single one of us, pastors, teachers, every single one of us is called to be more like Jesus every day through knowing God more, and through acting, through serving and living like Christ every day. Inside the church, outside the church. Sunday morning, Monday morning. Every day, every situation, at church, at work, at home with your family, every day you are called to be transformed to be more like Christ. And so I'm going to ask you one more really simple question. And that's this, are you growing? Are you growing up? Have you reached a place that that you're done and you feel like you've made it and you're stagnant? Or are you growing every day to be more like Jesus? This is hugely important. This is hugely important. It's not a small matter. If we start to turn inward then we're not going to reflect Christ. And I don't know if there's ever been a time that we need to reflect Christ more than right now. When the world around us is hurting, when the world around us is looking for answers, we need to be like Christ. And so every single one of us needs to be growing up every day. Are you growing? Let's pray. Father, we come before you this morning, and I thank you for this wonderful church full of wonderful people. And I know a lot of these people have been serving you for a long time, and and maybe some are brand new, and, and that's great. We're so excited that you're working in their lives. But Father, being born again isn't the end of it. Accomplishing things isn't the end of it. Becoming something isn't the end of it. We are called to be more like you every day. And so, Father, my prayer for this morning is that you would make our church more like you. That you would make each and every person that's sitting in this sanctuary this morning more like you. Father, don't let me get to the point that I'm not growing don't let our people get to the point that we're not growing but every day I pray that you would transform us into your image we love you Jesus and we want to grow to be like you amen before you go I want you guys to know that I love you you guys are great people you really are I love seeing you through the week. I love seeing you before service. And I think we have one of the greatest churches ever. But I think that we got a long way to go. We got to be more like Jesus every day. And so as you go today, everything that you do this week, every word that you say, every moment you have with family, with friends at work, here at church, imitate Christ, become more like Jesus every day, and let's be transformed to reflect Jesus to the world around us. Thank you for coming and have a great week.